0: Is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about yeah! This is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now, your host, Steve Dennis welcome
1: one and all to media mash on this wednesday man it just feels so christmasy mm. it just does it, jory do you feel christmasy
2: uh, i don't celebrate Holviday, christmas but i'm Holviday excited for everybody else <laughs> i feel I, all the holiday spirit we wore the tacky sweaters today i should have worn mine down here but no one else on the show was um so. Oh, we got the music. Chill, I just feel I, like I singing look. a
1: Christmas carol. You want to join me, Chill? No. I'm dreaming of sing. a white yes, Christmas.
2: Try it, try it. Let's see. <laughs>
1: Come on, Clarence. Let's
3: sing. not say we sing I something. I looked for my tacky sweater. Clarence, I don't think you...
4: I'm not into. I'm not. I don't do the Texas one. That's, that's so uncool.
1: It is Jory Epstein from USA Today. We are gathered by beat writers on the beat of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Jory is obviously on the beat for USA Today. Rob Phillips with all Cowboys platforms. Uh, you can hear him on talking Cowboys. Get, yeah, you're talking Cowboys. Of which, which
3: you are an alum.
1: No, I was this? on the break. I oh, think.
3: the break? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah I yeah. was on the break in 2014. That's why I get them all confused. Uh, my bad. There's you, a lot of them. You've been on talking Cowboys for quite a
3: while. Yes.
1: And Nick Eatman's <laughs> been on the break for. Yeah, listen the Rookie. Yeah, there's a lot of them all day. And this is Clarence E. Hill Jr. from the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Uh, I just watched you. You're going to love this. On Twitter, I watched you and Mac Engle have a little conversation about the Cowboys. First time I've. Caught that. Both of you looking so old these days, man. Why
4: why why you gotta say I mean, I knew you guys why, why you when you that? were young for
1: crying out why loud. Got, why you
4: gotta do that though? Max
1: hair is getting all gray and your
4: beard's getting all gray, like Santa Claus. I mean, I could I could <laughs> dye it, but I mean I choose not to. Uh, I could do the Michael Irvin and diet.
1: All right, let's uh let's mash up some Cowboys topics on this Wednesday. No more singing, I
4: promise. You gotta do that to Mike.
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> Uh, I heard the coaches uh, Monday, and I thought that uh, all of you uh, in the fabulous DFW media on the Cowboys beat did a spectacular job this week. And I thought that uh, both, both McCarthy on Monday and Quinn on Monday, they both reiterated the phrase, quote, we like where we are. Both of them, I think McCarthy may have said it three times. Quinn, I think, said it two times. Um, So I thought that'd be a fun place to start on this Wednesday because things changed over the weekend. And by the way, it was the worst weekend of NFL football in my life. You guys were busy. You were in the big city looking at the tree and all that. Trust me, the games were awful this past weekend. All of them. For everybody in fantasy football championship games, nobody scored any points. <laughs> it was, I mean, because of all the COVID issues and yeah. and the mindset or something, uh, it was just the lowest intensity week I think I've ever witnessed in the NFL. But uh, wh- where are the Cowboys? They like where they are. So let's have a little discussion about where they are. Uh, and how they got here. Maybe the coaches feel a little better about where they are than many of you fans do, which is odd. But the lead here is right now they sit in the number two seat. They wanted to clinch the division over the weekend. That didn't happen. Uh, all they need is a win virtually to make that happen going forward. But uh, that's fine because uh, with, with Tampa just crumbling and Arizona crumbling, they're sitting in the number two speed. and that seed, And that's something. That's something. Right, Jory?
2: Yeah, I think it's interesting. One, I'll say, even if you want to be like, look, the Cowboys shouldn't feel good about this win in New York, they're still not clicking as an offense. When you see Arizona lose to Detroit and you see Tampa get shot out in New Orleans, you have to acknowledge there's something to be said for a win, however it comes, even if it's not the ultimate goal. It is relevant, and it is relevant to win three in a row on the road, two of which are against division opponents. Um, but I think it's funny that what you took away from Dan Quinn, at least to some extent, is that we like where we are, because my takeaway from talking to Dan Quinn was he doesn't want this defense to get too high on its laurels, and he specifically told us, I'm a up at night thinking, how can we be better, faster, stronger, and even though we're at a good place, I'm not satisfied yet, and we shouldn't be saying we're arrived, which was a little bit in response to Trayvon Diggs telling us on Sunday in response to a question that he thinks they're the best defense. So, I think that Particularly the coordinators and really the whole staff are not satisfied even if they understand the value of some of what they've accomplished.
1: And in truth, how he did it was he would explain to you, all, you guys all that and then say, but I like where we are. Is what he did a couple of times? Just dangled that at the end of his sentence.
3: He likes where they are in terms of taking the ball away. Yeah, that's that's one thing he pointed out. How could you not be? They're tied for the league lead with 31. Uh, It's just a night and day improvement there defensively. And yeah, but you're right. Like they don't they don't want another Denver. You know, they don't want anybody. They want to keep the pedal down. It's a young group of guys. Stay hungry. Uh, So that's the message. But McCarthy's right. They have reason to like where they are if they just keep winning. Look, it starts with the division. They might have the division sewn up before they kick off on Sunday. If they get help from one or two teams before kickoff, they have a chance to, with their conference record being as good as it is. If there's a three-way tie with Green Bay with Tampa Bay at the end of this thing, they got a chance to clinch the one seed if they just keep winning. So, and yeah, you're right. There's teams around them. They're not playing as well
4: right now. You know, it's funny because I I, I think that. He's playing possum with us, McCarthy. But, yeah, he likes where they are. At, at, I went back and listened to the post-game commentary after, when he told the team in the locker room, and he's telling them, we haven't clinched anything yet. we got to focus on Washington. After the game, to his team, we're going for the number one seed. Let's keep this momentum going. We're going for the number one seed. He's already assumed division title. He's already assumed playoffs. This is what he told his team in the locker room that you guys had on Cowboys.com. You know, we're, it's about the number one seed.
3: Let's just keep climbing to that one seed is the, what he said. That was his exact
4: different. words. Yeah. So it was the division, Washington – you know, yeah, we got to do that to get there. But he's already shooting for the number one seed. And we were all talking about, oh, the Cowboys voted from four to two. That was a big story. McCarthy's like, forget that. We're going for number one. That's true.
3: Realistically, the odds of them clinching are like ninety nine point
4: nine point nine. I understand that. I, I know my it. point is, he told me, yes, we haven't clinched anything yet. Yeah. He did. I focus is on Washington. He did.
1: He made you re-ask the question, right? He yeah, said, "Do you <laughs> but, hear what you are saying?" Clarence? Right. And Cla- Cla- honest, Clarence
4: panicked. He goes, "What?" I was going
1: to say,
2: it is actually always a good idea to ask Clarence if he hears what he's. You saying.
4: know, it, <laughs> the bottom line is, 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 but that's how good they feel about where they are, and as we, as the media, are kicking their butts and and, and pontificating on them not looking so good and offense not being this. They're saying we're in a pretty good place, and we've won, and we know we can get better, and we're shooting for the number one seed. If Green Bay stubs his toe and the Cowboys win out, guess what? They're the number one seed.
1: Yeah, and, and we'll get more into uh, kind of where they are in each of our minds. Uh, but let's let's stick with the number one or number two seed because those are the two golden roost. I mean, the two's better than three, obviously, because – if they make it to the championship game, uh, the, the two games at AT&T Stadium. And that, that's a big deal. One seed, much better. But uh, they're both doable after this weekend. I think all of us were thinking, well, Tampa, Tampa's got that number one seed wrapped up. Look at their schedule. And they just get embarrassed. Not just that; they lose Godwin, they lose Fournette, and they've got Evans hobbled. Those are major things that happen to that football and they've team.
4: They've lost Levante David, one of the best linebackers. He's he's going on injury reserve. I mean, they they got some issues going on right now, and everybody think well that head head loss at Tampa. Well, it may not mean as much as we thought it was early in the season, and certainly that has everything. You know, it's funny because. The best thing the Cowboys have done this year, let's be honest, they lost to the AFC West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> three times. You know, because that's why they're in sitting pretty good because they've dominated the NFC. They've dominated their division. They've stubbed their toe against the AFC West. Those, and that's probably the best thing that's happened to them because that's why they're in the great position as far as the tiebreaker is concerned. They're 9-1 in the division. They're three losses. Actually four West. times. Three, they beat
2: the Chargers.
1: They beat the Chargers. They did. Yeah. Thank you. They're eight, but,
3: eight and one in the conference. Okay, Nate and, and Green Bay's eight and two. Yeah,
4: yeah. right. So yeah. if they, you know, so they got the tiebreaker over Green because they stubbed their toe against Denver. They had that Denver game. They had that Raiders game that we've been kicking their butts over. Well, if you're going to lose the game, those are the games you should lose.
1: Well, I'm sure you guys have this all broken down. Uh, I don't, but I'll try. Uh, if they tie with Green Bay. They win the tiebreaker, just those two, for, for the number one seed. They need another Tampa loss. Don't they? If be- it's if it's head-to-head with Tampa, yeah. Yeah, but it, yeah. It, it
4: most likely it's going to be a three-way tie if Green Bay stuff is up his toe. If right. it's
1: a three-way, I know if it was a tie, including Arizona. Well,
4: if every team in the NFC, any type of multiple-team tie, the Cowboys, Cowboys win have. because they have superior conference record because of the losses in the AFC West and their dominance in the NFC East. I mean, they've lost nothing in the NFC East, so they continue to dominate the NFC East and beat Arizona, which is struggling right now. It's, it's all in the Cowboys' it, favor.
1: It's very doable, really. With Now that we only have three games left in front of us, it's somewhat doable. And even when they were 6-1 and one and playing great football, and we threw it around, it didn't seem that doable.
3: Yeah. In fairness to Mike Clarence, he...
4: After, why, do you, why, why do we need to be fair? What are well, you talking about? Well, I'm just about? saying,
3: after the guarantee, he's trying to watch what he says publicly. That I mean, m- okay, remember what he, he said last week? Okay, he, but he, he also said, knows that
4: everything he said in the locker room is going on on Cowboys.com, No, too. no, it's, it's well, even Maybe, more, maybe
3: not. I was going to
2: say, actually, no, no, that's, that's what, we're, what I was thinking when you said this, and I do not watch this week's particularly, but they are so specific which part of that locker room speech they put out that the fact that they put out the number one seed is very intense. Oh, yeah. to hype up the fan base. Yeah, yeah. It,
4: was, it was, but he said it. He did. But, but again, and whether he worries about what he says publicly, that's not the point. The point is this is what he's really thinking. For sure. These these are his inner thoughts to his team. We are going for the number 1 seed. He's more big picture than he is with us, is what you're saying.
1: Let's talk about style points real quick because speaking of the fan base, uh, these three straight road wins, which is really a big deal in the NFL historically, uh, I don't know if Cowboys fans feel that good about these three road wins. 1967's the last time the Cowboys have ever done it? Is Six, that true? 69. 69. Okay, in the 60s, before the merger. And three straight road wins. Typically, that is just remarkable. Why does it not feel like it's... That remarkable to many of the fans out there. It's because of style points, isn't it?
4: Yes, of course.
2: But I think also, and we talked about, I asked Amari about this last week because we were talking to him about the offensive struggles, and he goes, Clarence. He is lied me to a you, face. but
4: go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Clarence has given me a face. Um, he hasn't even heard what I was going to say yet.
4: <laughs> That's rude.
2: But um, he was like, oh, we're the number two offense, so oh, we're this and that. And I'm like, Do you want us to think that the way you're playing right now is your potential? Because it we know that it's not he's like no no no. this is what we want and he went back to how Sabin used to motivate them during practice and clearance is still giving me a disapproving dad face I'm, I'm listening but all of that's to say i think it is fair and i don't think we're saying like oh they lot there's no value to the win but if they want to go where they're going to want to go and we know they have the potential to be better and more rhythmic than they are right now why should we not expect that from them and why should we not challenge the reasons why it's not happening
1: all right does everybody have? do all three of you have that point of view what Jory just said?
4: Of course. I mean the Cowboys have that point of view. When you talk to them, McCarthy talked about it's it's winning and improving. Yeah. You know, you know, they Dak talked, they know, you know, he talked about we know, you know, I mean, he said after the game, we, we know, you know, what needs to be improved. They, they know they know they're not playing good offense, which is and I don't know if if we're going there if you talked about the bet. But to me the bet is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. That just tells you how horrible they are on offense. The fact that <laughs> you're betting you're betting Turnovers versus touchdowns, okay? The fact that it's a legitimate bet <laughs> the, is the fact it tells you how bad you on off. You know how hard it is to get turnovers every They've had four in three it's straight hard,
3: games. It's hard, it's, hard, that, but, it's hard to get four a game. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, it's
4: no. hard to get to a game. I know. Okay? I know. The fact that it's a legitimate bet and the offense is getting killed while we commend the defense for what they're doing. It's we all a, know that's cynical and they can stop. But it's an indictment that the offense is doing nothing. And to me, if you really want to make a bet, let's bet that the offensive touchdowns have to come on their own. They can't become because right. of turnovers and short fields generated by the defense. Which is the because only those two, way they because those, last the, week. And the week before, the, the, most of their touchdowns lately become courtesy of the defense. So mm-hmm. needs what to, have you done on your own?
3: Needs to be at least like a 75-yard drive. Whatever 60-yard this, drive. Yeah do, a okay. drive. yeah, do a real drive. Don't do
4: an 18-yard drive or 20-yard drive because you had an interception. Because you had a you were stopped on. The defense stopped them on downs of the team that was going for it. You had a short field. That's fair. Yeah. You know, but but the problem is, it's not, it's, it's legitimate. And we're counting those because the offense is things are so bad on offense right now. That's why style points matters because to to get where they want to go, they have to be better on offense. And I know, and listen as, as well as you. Think this defense is playing and how good? You know they're the best defense in the league or whatever. Else. They're not the eighty-five Bears. They're not stoning people. It's not going to be ten nothing games in the playoffs when you're playing teams like Tampa and the Rams and Arizona and, and Green Bay. You you're going they're going to give up some points. All
1: right, I'm going to I'm going to throw a different point of view at you and see what you guys think. Uh, the the one thing I know is that style po- points don't matter in the postseason. Throw them out the window. They do not matter. All you want to do is win and move on. Nobody's going to complain about what the offense is doing, the defense, the punter in the playoffs. Style points are out the window. I would make this argument on what we're witnessing right now. You've got a football team, and, I, and, and I'm and i listening to both coordinators, and I think that both of these coordinators have this. I think they've got it handled. And this is just my point of view now after listening to the them.
4: coordinators have it handled?
1: They've got it. They've got it. And, and yeah, and then let me explain he why. Yeah,
2: explain to us why Kellen hasn't. Well, I
1: I lo- love what he said when when he was I think it was Hellman that was going after him about the offense struggling and they're they've got the shell over the top and seven back and and aren't they still supposed to beat that? And Kellen Moore's quote was, uh, yeah, the defenses are testing our patience. Right. They're testing our patience. Next patience. Uh, and I got to think about that, and and then I, well. Let me go to Quinn real quick to put them together. See, Quinn is talking about, as you mentioned, how they're, they haven't even found their best yet. So don't let's not compare them to what you just did, the 85 Bears, or in his case, the Legion of Boom, boom yeah. Doom, whatever, whichever. Boom. I always called it Doom, and I was always wrong. It was the Boom. But anyway. Thinking uh, 90s wrestling instead. His defense, yeah. Uh, he goes, no, 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 we haven't even found our best yet. So what you have here, and I'll try to do this quick, what, what I think we have here is a team, a defense that has is, is got all of its best pieces just starting to play together, and who knows how good they're going to be, and they haven't even found their best yet, which is huge. That is a great plus for this team. Now, offensively, they're having their patience tested by these defenses these teams are throwing at them. That's what the postseason is. Teams are going to test you. They're getting a great little warm-up here. We know what their offense can do if, if somebody wants to play man against it. We've seen it. What they're getting here is a very subtle little precursor to what's going to matter in the postseason. And I think it's healthy for them, even though they know they're not at their best. They're struggling. They're bad in the red zone. They were having trouble on third down conversions, but they're winning as they're slugging through this, and I think it'll benefit them. It's, it's healthy as long
3: as they get it fixed, you know, and, and offensively. Defensively, it's a great sign because you got to be able to win those grind out games in the playoffs, points come at a premium, all that stuff. But you mentioned earlier about why maybe fans are a little apprehensive. It's because the opponents they've played recently. Yeah, they won three straight row games. The Giants have been terrible this year. Washington has struggled off and on, terrible, a lot of injuries. Uh, and then, you know, New Orleans is challenged offensively. So, you get in the playoffs, the other teams we mentioned in the playoff picture, you're going to run into an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, a Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray. Like, that's going to challenge you. You've got to be able to score more points. I think it comes down to you got to they've got to get this fixed because the quality opponent is going to go way Never
4: up. I have you to be a sunshine pumper, Steve. Well,
1: I, there, Pumping sunshine, there's something interesting happening, happening with it, this team to me. Well, 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 yes, no,
3: they're they're learning how to win complimentary style, what Mike wants. If they were
1: blowing people out right now and their offense was clicking and they're going, the three 1,000-yard wide receivers, which we'll get to in the next segment. What happened to that? If all that was happening, that, in my opinion, would do them less good. No. If in the was, postseason, it was just rolling. In what they're doing right now, so Maybe.
2: I agree that they need to have some adversity right now, and you don't want to get too high, which they admit that they did before the Denver game. And I, I was still a little surprised, and we had this conversation in here when Dak was like, "Yeah, I think we did kind of go on thinking we were going to win." That said, you don't want to peak too early, but if you peak too late, you're out. Like you're home, that doesn't matter. So if you can't get your offense going, it's unlikely that you're going to make such a leap, in my opinion. But are probably. they winning? Yes. Yeah, but they 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 won against three yeah three straight road games against Taysom Hill, then Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen. Taysom
1: Hill, who shut out Tampa Bay
2: 9 did, did, to nothing?
4: did Taysom shut him out? No, okay. but he scored nine points. That road so, win does look and a hell of a lot better. And than 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 yeah. he scored more against the Cowboys. He scored more points against the Cowboys. The other, difference in that game was...
2: And we asked Dak that. I'm like, at some point, you're we like, oh, we're going to we're gonna peak in time. Like, Isn't it time? time? And he said he Sunshine told his pumpers. teammates that. He, like,
4: yeah, Dak's owned all that. For and, sure. And let's revisit the they weren't ready to play. No, that's... Denver was right. They, they put a blueprint on them. And teams are, are copying that. I don't buy
1: that.
2: And I'm surprised that Dak... No. Ha- it, but, it, they, but we'll get into
4: that it, in they, a They're copying that. Why
2: do y'all think that Dak hasn't adjusted better to it yet? Because he, we know that he has such high football. Well, I mean, it's not
4: that. just Dak, though. No, I mean, I you know. look at CD dropped right. at least three passes of the day. I mean, there are right. plays that be made that they're not making as a team. And, you know, we point to Dak and his right. numbers, but this, how much better would Dak's numbers have been if City CD doesn't drop three balls?
1: All right, stop Stop right there, all of you. Stop right there. We're going to segment two, the sunshine, what'd you say? Sunshine Sunshine Pumper. pumper.
4: Sunshine Pumper. Okay,
1: we're, we're done with that. We're going to get to the <laughs> tough topics now. So everything that you're thinking, Jory, and you just brought up, hold it. Because we're getting to all of that negativity next on Medium
0: Honey, Honest. big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash.
2: Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers.
0: That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor.
1: Back Back. Back. to Media Mash. All right, we're back on Medium Mash. Jory's here. Rob Phillips is here. Clarence E. Hill Jr. is here. My name is Steve Dennis. All right, here we go. The tough topics. Number one, I'm just going to throw it out there. Jory gets to go first because she can leaned I, into and it. And can
4: I say one thing first? Yeah. Because you brought up negativity.
2: Jory gets to go first. Clarence, but can I go first? Yeah. No, 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 no. Not on the
4: topics. So you're missing the point here. Just just calm <laughs> uh, down. Um, simmer down. Simmer down. simmer down. Simmer down. Simmer down. It's not about being negative, because people are always, you're always negative. I've I'm been not, saying that my whole no, career. P- people always call me negative. I'm not negative. I keep it real. I'm honest. I'm not a sunshine pumper. I mean, it's not about I being negative. That Your thing was, here <laughs> yeah. come the negative. It's not about being negative. It's about being honest and taking an honest view of what about, we're doing. It's
1: about the truth as yeah, you see
4: it. It's, it's not negative.
1: It, right. And 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 I happen to be a sunshine pumper right now. The last time I was this was 2014. And, and and they were so close to doing something that year. They broke your heart uh, again. Yeah. All right. Uh, topic number one, the disconnect. The disconnect, <laughs> if there is one, between Dak and his three supposed 1,000-yard wide receivers. Uh, how big a deal is this disconnect? Jory's first.
2: Yeah, I think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal not because... They're incapable of fixing it, but because it has gone on for as long as it has, in their tone, I will say I think that we saw a little bit of improvement against the Giants. There were a couple plays, and we asked Kellen about this when Dak was scrambling outside the pocket, and it worked at the Giants. That I'm like. This is really key because we saw similar situations at Washington where he just was not able to get out of the pocket or he wasn't able to make the throw. Um, But they need more of that connection, and I think that, as we mentioned, the fact that your two touchdowns came when, what was it? I mean, the defense is giving you – It was a fumble. It was was the
4: interception, and then it was uh, a turnover on downs.
2: Yeah, so both of them were like super short fields, and then they had other – they did have some nice drives. I can't remember what it was, something like a a six-and-a-half-minute drive, 75 yards, and they just couldn't finish it. So I think – sixteen. Yeah, Yeah, so if if you want to win in the playoffs, I think you need to be able to finish those drives. And I'm not saying you have to finish everyone, and Dak has said this. He's like, a couple of these go a different way. We're having a different conversation. But you need to be able to show that you can go the length of the field and score and not care what the defense is giving you because we went from – Where pick your poison offense to we're going to aggressively take what the defense gives us to the defense is making us be patient and put a cap on it. And if you keep moving in that direction, you're not going to be able to do what you want to do. And you have way too much talent to have those limitations.
3: I think it's it's I agree. It's very important. And especially with the way defenses are playing you like Clarence alluded to it before the break. They are putting a cap on things like Jory just said. And so when that happens number 1 you got to run the football did a better job of that last week it's starting to creep up they're getting better Zeke looks healthier that's encouraging but then you got to hit on the big plays that are there and they didn't do that enough in that game like like Chill said Dak's numbers would have been better he might have hit 300 yards in that game if Gallup doesn't, you know, that throw got lost maybe in the wind. That deep throw that they made, CD had a explosive pass play he should have made. Dropped it. I don't know if he was trying to one-handed in
4: that in that situation. He, he tried to one hand two that he should have used two hands on, yeah. and he dropped one when he two-handed it.
2: Well, if you yeah. one-hand two, is that like two-handing one? So, you...
1: <laughs> so you get credit for the reception. Yeah. Uh, but,
3: uh, that, but but um, if they're if they're going to make you do that, drive the length of the field and play back and zone and all that stuff, when when you have an opportunity to thread it in there. You got it because you only get a handful of those a game. Probably. And
1: by the way, the one, to, the one to CD. See, stop!
4: Stop! No, stop. this you're making a, excuses again. No, this you're is. Listen to me.
1: No, I'm not. I'm blaming Dak.
4: Shut I know you're gonna make excuses again. Shut up! CD. Listen. That's my it, point.
1: It, the point is <laughs> the disconnect was very much alive on that play because CD was wide open and Dak made it a difficult catch. Which one?
4: The one with two hands over the
1: middle. The one where he tried to grab it with his left hand out here. No, I thought it was
4: on the money. That was on the money. No, 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 it was not way out there. No, 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 you're wrong. He should have
1: hit him right in stride. Boom! There he goes. It doesn't
4: always happen that way, but he's a number one receiver. He's supposed to. He he would tell you should have caught that ball, and he did. Yeah, he owned it again today. He he, he said it again twice. You know, he he dropped. He called all of them drops, and they were. Um, But yes. They need to be, have a better connection with the passing. Certainly you can't drop balls. you find a way, You got to find a way to get Amari involved. Maybe yeah. some of those slants you throw in the CD, you need to get Amari involved. Who? You, Amari Cooper. Oh. Right. You know, you remember him? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the way they're playing, they, they, they ran the ball better, but they didn't re- still haven't run it well enough.
3: No, it had not been as good as early in the year. You know,
4: yeah. when, when they're playing shells and, and back and preventing a big play, there are, there are plays to be made in the running game. Right. that you should be able to eat on I and they're so. not doing that I, I, I will
2: say that the reinsertion of Connor Williams at left guard seems like a really good thing Texas situation. is back I also think that Connor McGovern and his fullback, every little bit of everything, role is good. And the fact that they were like, "Oh, Connor McGovern was covered in the end zone, so he threw it to Dalton." Like, if you can get pe- the defense to put all of that attention on Connor McGovern, great. How
1: about that, I, I, I want to yeah. stick on the wide receivers just for a minute here, and 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 this is a this is what we call a tough topic. Um, I, I, the last five games, Amari Cooper Amari Cooper has had two catches. Five catches, two catches, four catches, two catches. He's only had more than five catches twice all season. C.D. Lamb has had eight games of more than five catches. And that ain't good enough. I don't want to, speaking of excuses, I don't want to hear any. Um, now, I, I think Amari Cooper is a fine, elite wide receiver. And I think at some point down the road, because I'm Mr. Sunshine Pumper right now, <laughs> he will answer this and make plays that matter. But I don't know what's going on with him.
4: What's what's going on with him is he's getting doubled. Well, he, breaking, like he hasn't
1: beat a double team before. Okay,
4: okay, but my point, <laughs> listen, it's not about that. It,
1: it is about that. Okay,
4: okay, can I finish? Thank you. Thank uh, you. He's getting bracketed. He's getting doubled. Oh, so Dak, listen to me. Poor baby. Because, so Dak is going to the other guy. CD's in the slot. CD's not outside. The slot, the, it's the outside guys who are not getting balls. The guy in the slot in the tight end is the one where Dak is going to The easier throws for Dak.
3: A lot of stuff they were getting that game was crossers with CD that, and underneath the Dolphins. It's,
1: it's more about I mean, the game plan.
4: Yeah. you got to understand the game plan.
1: Game plan for Amari to touch the ball more, okay, Chill. Then talk
4: to the I, offensive coordinator. I'm
0: not new with this. Okay, what?
1: Amari can run crossing routes. Two. Okay. Talk okay. to the coordinator. Uh, I, I'm telling you, the I'm, man has I'm, disappeared. I'm, and I'm okay, telling and you, Ms. it's Mint. based
4: on the routes they're running and mind. how they're using him.
1: Okay. I don't care. That's an excuse.
2: Okay, and, and that's an excuse. you're the one who said you had faith in the coordinator, so I mean, why do you have faith in what Kellen's doing with Amari? You want?
1: You really want to hear my answer? Yes. yes. See, now I'm going to go back to being the sunshine pumper. <laughs> you just accused McCarthy of playing possum. I think they're playing possum right now. Stop it. The defenses ah. are all different. Doing the same thing. They know how they're going to beat it. They're not going to do it until it matters. If one of these playoff teams tries that on them,
2: like Arizona,
1: this offense is good enough and talented enough and has the pieces to beat any defense. Agreed. Okay, but, but, he, but don't you think they need to try to get stuff I, back going against not these? Not against Washington. Okay. Not against the Giants. Not against New I'm Orleans. Sorry, well, they George,
4: say they do. When it, well, that would be such an possible.
2: arrogant way to play. play. They,
1: they're I, they're no, no, no. they're being patient. You're you're, you're wrong. They're being pa- Amari Cooper is a good enough receiver to beat a double team.
2: He has not shown us consistently. It's not that about beating the he
4: double team. It's about where Dak down. is going with the ball because he sees the double team. He's not throwing it over there.
1: Well, if they play like this in a playoff game, Amari Cooper has two... Two catches, then they should lose.
4: I don't think Kellen
1: is
3: ripping up pages out of the playbook and hiding it in a drawer They're right now. Ridiculous. But I, I do think there are certain situations like oh my God. when they run the ball on third down in the red zone and go ahead and kick a field Fair. goal. I think, yeah, I think they played a little safe when they feel like their opponent these last three games can't, can't score, can, can't. T- yeah, yeah, seriously, I, th- I think Cowboys are not
4: trying not to score. And, no, I know, but I'm, I'm saying play it a little more conservative because right. your defense that was is playing the end so of well. The half, whatever, you're not yeah. going to take a chance. But yeah. those, how many drives did they drive down the field in the red zone? They they couldn't they have to kick field goals. Those were not situations where they were playing conservative.
3: No, I'm saying there's just a difference in being situationally conservative and just not trying
1: to right. you Jerry, know, push Jerry, it down the field. Your thoughts on uh, on the disappearing Amari Cooper?
2: Yeah, I think it's strange. And I think, again, like you need to know you can depend on him. I could see him having a big day this weekend because he has traditionally played very well against the NFC East in his time with the Cowboys and very well at home. But you want to know that if you go to Green Bay, you can rely on him. And you need, I know that Dak says he's got the confidence in all of them. And I'm not doubting that but he should continue like this is a what have you done for me lately league and you should continue to show your quarterback why he should have confidence in you I also think as it relates to their game planning I do agree that if they're up by two or three scores they're not going to be pulling out their best play right now because you want to save that for the playoffs even though Kellen kind of denied that when we asked him that this week but I do think there's something to be said of like if you get too arrogant with that and you lose like this team will be better off if they can get two or three home games in the postseason than just one
4: See, and, and, and 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 just piggybacking on that, the the fumble he had at the end of that game. So the idea that they're being conservative that they yeah. don't. They're, Dak was trying to make a big play to Amari. Right. He admitted that I'm trying to get the ball to Amari. He didn't see the defensive end coming to the backside when he should have taken a safer throw yeah. that was right in front of him. They didn't so, run it. So three the idea times the that they're you know, playing positive and not trying to – they're trying to get big. They understand. They're frustrating themselves with this offense and not uh, getting no the ball. I don't them. think so. Okay, what? whatever. And, and why, th- why, why is he chancing putting the Giants back in the game and fumbling the ball with in, in the fourth yeah, quarter because if that's not the case? Because they can't score.
2: Wait, I have, uh, I have a question when we're done with this score. topic. Uh,
4: okay, real quick. Uh, something
1: else Kellen said was oh that they're interested in distributing the ball. We had eight guys touch the ball. That's good. When the playoffs start, he will not have that mentality. I guarantee you. They will pick on whatever they need to pick on. Amari may get seven catches in a row. If that's working. So that's nonsense. The, he doesn't care about distribution <laughs> to eight guys. Otherwise, he'd wonder why Dalton's disappeared for I, I, most of the season. I, and now all of a sudden, well, let's just go ahead and take advantage I, of this I, 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 against I, the Giants. I, I
4: guarantee you, Amari cares about his numbers. I mean, we talked before the season, he wants to be known as a guy that. He has doubled in the touchdowns least leg and catches he knows he talked last week about I've been talking to that about getting me the ball he cares about his numbers okay he, he he knows he only had two catches he cares about his production and
1: he's got what's he got how many touchdowns does he have? Six, six. They both have six. Yeah,
2: yeah he's six eighty-three yards and six touchdowns.
1: Yeah, uh, and to your comment, and I heard you and Mac going on it. So much for the thousand-yard, three thousand-yard wide receivers. And Amari's the problem because Gallup and Wilson, you got to add together, don't you?
4: No, to, I mean that's not three. But
1: yeah, you know, we, we gallop Miss half the year. Yeah, I now. understand that, but yeah.
4: we, we, you don't. We, we, you're right. playing funny numbers. So well, they, what they, I'm they, saying is, CD's
1: going to get a thousand. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gallup with Wilson, 356 I and mean, 438 that, are going to be close. Amari, uh,
4: how many catches does he have? 53. 53. Right, he had 90, 80, 90 the last three years. His it's, catches are way down, and
1: nobody's talking about it. He's an
2: elite, catches expensive are way down. wide receiver.
4: I mean, they're not talking about it because they can't fix it right now.
1: Yeah, they're not trying. They're playing puck.
2: So I have a random niche question <laughs> that I'm going to throw in. Here it comes. So I know this whole idea of them, like, switching their left tackles between Ty Seki and Terrence Steele, and Terrence has less experience, but they like what they've gotten him. There is some idea of Terrence is better run blocking and Ty is better against the pass. Yep. But if you do that, aren't you kind of tipping your hand to which you plan to do more of that series, and wouldn't you not want to do that?
3: Yeah. And, and I mean they had drives where they mixed it up and they right. still went 100%. with Nsechi. So yeah. But
4: the bigger picture for me is that five weeks ago, Terrence Steele was playing so well, so well that Leo Collins can't get his job back. Now Terrence Steele is not pass blocking well enough that we gotta alternate it with Ty Nsecky. Something's wrong here. Yeah, but that was that, was that
3: was that was right tackle, not, left. not left. No, that's not. true. There is a difference. I, I mean, it's,
4: but, but, but you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, they've you, been you very kept, confused. You, you kept La- Leo Collins, who is a better right tackle. Now he got the job. Okay.
1: And Connor Williams and, wasn't worth a nickel and he, he, and now he got he's the a job. Connor, again. he
4: was playing so well that we're not going to give Leo Collins the job back. No, you were punishing Leo Let's be honest about this. Terrence Steele was never better than Leo Collins at right tackle. No, but that's right tackle. Okay, like, but my point is don't... this. You should have put Leo Collins back in there from the beginning. Even after that, you wouldn't restart uh, Terrence Steele again two weeks later after the Kansas game, remember? Yeah. At right tackle. Why are we doing this? No, I don't disagree with you. That, that's my why are we doing why are we playing musical chairs when you don't have to? You're putting yourself in the situation. You, you're talking about this ain't fantasy football. You're talking about continuity, but you purposely put yourself in this situation. Then you held Connor Williams out longer than you should have at left guard. And now we're going to the point where you're alternating Tyron, uh, Terrence Steele and Tyron Naseki left tackle. None of this makes sense.
3: It's way different than last year when Mike was saying, that's we don't do that. We don't rotate. We don't change a bunch of positions. He, But he did say, if the performance, basically, if the performance isn't there, we're going to switch it around. And they have not found the right mix that they want yet. Maybe they have now, you know, but Tyron's not in the, in, in and the lineup. Even, right even
4: now. if it's left tackle, we've seen Tyron Naseki play. Before, this year. And, 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 and the idea that Terrence is still better than him, that's still worrisome here.
1: And that was tough topic number three, by the way, the confusion <laughs> at the offensive line position. Uh, now let's go to topic two uh, and backtrack. Uh, head coach decision-making. Who's worried about it at this point in the season? I'm not. I,
4: I, I give McCarthy credit for managing this team because he's not, he's not the reason why the offense is struggling. Okay, and he's doing the right thing. He's coaching this team to win. You talk about wins all the day, it matters. Three straight road wins. Ever done this since since uh, uh, 69. We talked about this. We talked about Arizona actually going and losing at Detroit. So at the end of the day, Mike's primary focus is to win the game. He's done that. And And so I give him credit for winning these games and, 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 and making the main thing, the main thing while they're trying to fix things.
2: I'll say three things. One, you can't argue with his December record in Green Bay and even last year and this year here, despite the fact that last year was a tough year. Two, I think the fact that they won at New Orleans when he had COVID and was out actually says more about the value he does have to the team than the fact that he's just replaceable because I think it's a reflection of the way that he allowed everybody else to do their job still staying involved virtually throughout the week. And three, I think as it relates to that, timeout just before halftime he explained to us some of the numbers with a threshold he said sometimes we're going to want to play aggressive sometimes conservative you don't want to give the guys the ball back it's not like they were scoring a lot of touchdowns that day especially not ones where they had made it there themselves so i don't think it's that crazy a decision i think that's one of the reasons why though i understand coaches don't want to say everything on the record explaining those things it's like okay maybe there was some logic to it
4: i mean give him credit i mean i mean we can nitpick every coach's decision making in every game bill Belichick last week when he set up for the field goal you know even the great bill belichick we're gonna we're gonna nitpick decision making whether field goal touch and what you go for you know obviously the Baltimore coach has been you know he he's, him going for two instead of kicking the extra point and, and going overtime certainly the, the Chargers coach you know did the same thing so those are going to be there game in, game out but you have to give him credit how he's managed this team
1: yeah i i was not against him on that decision before the half people forget the possession before that Dak got sacked right. right on third down and lost 12 yards and now you're looking at a 42 yard field goal when it was a chip shot and maybe that was in his mind because a lot of things could have gone wrong there yeah if they tried that they didn't have a timeout left if they took that one uh and if Dak gets sacked there they don't get the field goal or a lot of things could have gone wrong i don't understand while he's why he is getting run Nationally, over that, I think that they're making a huge big deal about it.
3: Um, I think and- there's other in game stuff you can point to this season, and be like, I don't know about that. That's happened, but that's, well, yeah, but, er- but but that's but a lot of coaches, cool. that's what I'm saying. yeah. Every I know, cool. yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for me, he talks about play style all the time. When he was in Green Bay, they won the turnover battle every single year, and he's the, Dan Quinn's done an amazing job. But they start you saw that last year, even when they were struggling. Like he, that's his imprint. I mean, they drilled the hell out of takeaways, and it, I mean, I think a lot—he's an offensive-minded coach, but I think he, that's part of his philosophy that's working here. I
1: too. will say that Clarence and I remember Dave Campo spent a lot of time on takeaways too. One every year, every
3: coach does, and it, and it didn't work. Yeah, I, I, had, <laughs> I mean,
1: but it but seems like but we just, went through yeah, but, three just, different I mean, groups. No, but no, no. Bucky
3: Brooks wrote on our website. He's covered the league forever. He said, "I have never in my 25 years when I went out to camp, I've never seen a team work on it as much as this team." Well, I understand that, so. but
4: every coach, I remember Marinelli get to the ball, run to the ball. We, we, they've done the takeaway drill forever here. Yeah, they couldn't get to the ball, but you also have to have ball guys. Okay, yeah. and, and so Byron Jones, great cornerback. He can't take nothing away and never took anything away. And all the years is here. In Diggs may not have a great as, as great of a cornerback uh, coverage grade as as, uh, as Byron Jones. He takes the ball it's away. as part major. of his yeah. DNA. Brandon so Carr does not do that either. I think that's part mm-hmm. of it too. Part of it too.
3: But they also done a better job protecting it too. And I know in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is an all-time great and everything.
4: So, but you know, the bottom line is they're if, doing if, a better if, job, if if job. in that Brandon area. Carr, Brandon and, and and Byron Jones were here. They wouldn't have ten interceptions. Is everybody... No matter how much they drilled it, but they were getting it last year. <laughs> They were
3: getting it last year too, even when they didn't have Tra- Trayvon. What had three picks last year? Russell, I mean, you well, know,
4: I mean, there when was, was, time, it was in Quint, That yeah. was a time yeah. when that was career highs around here. That's <laughs> Jeff She's Heath. Led, Jeff
1: Heath led the team a couple of years. <laughs> all right, real, real the quick. Goat. Yeah, the goat. A couple of minutes on this. How comfortable are all three of you? If you're getting more comfortable or not, tell me. Uh, the old warrior. And the young explosive back, the duo, the running back duo, is it shaping into any kind of form for you?
2: I think they're definitely getting their health back. I think we're talking about Zeke and Tony Pollard, uh-huh. right? You got so, comp- like, a little bit. Um,
1: he's the old warrior to me, to Yes, Zeke.
2: yes. Yeah, I would say so, that they're getting their health back. I think that Zeke has really found something good in the knee brace he's been wearing to give him stability with his knee, because that's the thing. It's not about... Healing 100% in December in football that's not realistic. Unfortunately, it's about managing it and trying to understand what you can do and how best to do it. He's figured that out. Tony's got the explosive. We saw some great plays from him last week, and I think the coaching staff is right to manage it a little bit because yes, that 58-yard touchdown at New Orleans was beautiful. He also tore his plantar fascia on it, so I think you kind of have to balance it. But what we saw with some of the plays where they were pushing the pile and it was like it was something like a third and one, and Zeke got 10 yards when everyone was. him, I think that they're scheming it better in terms of the way the blocking is working. And I think that we saw both of those guys had some success. I will say though, like the fact that they got nothing going in the second half, and then when I asked Kellen about it, he was like, Yeah, they were kind of crashing the ends more. Again, who cares? Like, that's fine if that wrecks some of your plays. Why is it wrecking all of your plays? Because I believe they had 101 rushing yards in the first half and 24 in the second. Yeah. So you need to be able to sustain a little bit longer so you don't lose games.
1: The rest of you, Is, yeah, you no, any I comment on the duo I, 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 developing or not.
3: I, I don't know if again? Tony, if Tony's numbers or his touches are up from last year or previously in his career, but I think they recognize that they need his dynamic ability in space on the edges. And I think especially when they're not clicking in the in the passing game, I think he's they recognize they need more of him. He needs to be more involved, and, and you're seeing it when he's been healthy. You're seeing more of him, and I think that's important.
4: I mean, again. Zeke has been better the last couple of weeks. He's still not the Zeke that we saw early in the season, but uh, I, I like to do it at the beginning. You know, I, I was, you know, I had no problem with how they were sharing carries and splitting the load at, at the beginning, and I think that it, it was something they were looking for for the long haul, and and I think they're going to continue to do that now, and and you know, maybe you know, you may see Tony get some more carries, more touches, certainly in the passing game, you you, you know, because he is healthier and more explosive for the team. But you need Zeke, his ability to pass block, certainly, uh, his strength and power on short yardage situations. Uh, so. They are a running duo. That's how it should be. That's how it's been all season, and and that's going to serve them best going forward into the playoffs.
1: All right, we've got the uh, Pro Bowl vote coming up tonight. I may try to make a case for Zeke next on Media Mash. Oh, my God.
3: to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit
4: UnitedAgandTurf.com.
0: Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors the crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him, it projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crowd of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash
1: name of the show is Media Mash. We're so glad you're with us. All of you out there across Cowboys Nation, we're coming live to you from the SWBC Podcast studio run, directed by, produced by Chris Beam, rookie back on the other side of that there wall. Uh, My name's Steve Dennis. Jory Epstein's here from USA Today. Rob Phillips from Dallas Cowboys, Platforms, and Clarence E. Hill Jr. Okay, 7 o'clock tonight on the NFL Network, they will announce... In uh, a ridiculously slow-moving show, as I remember it, uh, slowly announce uh, the Pro Bowl uh, participants through the vote. Not as slow-moving as the college football playoffs. Oh, I know. It. Well, they, they four do. hours for yeah. two games. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I'm with you on. Sorry, it. go ahead. Um, all right. So here's what I'm thinking, and then you guys go with it however you want to. Micah, Zach. Trayvon are shoe-ins. Your turn. Did you tease Zeke, or was that off the well, air? I'm going to discuss that in a minute. I did tease that. Okay. I was going to ask you guys, who else could possibly...
2: I expect those four with Zeke.
1: To you, do yeah. you do
2: think
4: Zeke will make it? I agree. Wow. Do you? I, I, I think those four are certainly shoe-ins, for sure. You think uh, Zeke's a shoe-in? No, those three, I'm sorry. Yeah, And I think that...
2: Math is hard.
4: I think that... Um, Uh, I guess Zeke's a possibility just because of, you know, limited options. He's tied for second in the conference
3: in rushing with with Gibson. Because
1: nobody – does Gibson make it?
3: How many backs make it? Two? Three, I think. Three? I mean, yeah. yeah. So Dalvin
1: Cook's making it. You can make a case for Cordero Patterson, even though he's a wide receiver playing running back, but he's had a good year for Atlanta. Uh, And then after that, it's Zeke. James Conner's come on with numbers late.
4: Yeah, but the voting is probably done before James Conner. um...
2: It's crazy that his yard—he's got the most touchdowns among running backs in the NFC at fourteen, and then yardage he is. Where is he down here? Uh, Eighth. But yeah, no, I mean I think that one Zeke has been productive. Particularly early in the season, which these votes skew earlier to the season rather than what you're doing in December. And also, there is a degree of popularity contest, and the more you make the Pro Bowl, the easier it is to make it back, if we're being honest. So, I think all of that will work to Zeke's favor. But I don't think this is one of those he's just like, so if Tyron I, Smith were to make the Pro Bowl this year, would it be more on his history than his play I, this year? I,
4: I would say this that Leonard Fernag, I heard the other night, I think the voting was done. I think he's a guy who probably would make it. Best could make it. But okay. based on yeah. based on and he obviously couldn't play, but I think he's a guy that 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 will probably make it.
1: And Camara could too, even though he missed four games. He was having a hell of a year before he got hurt. He he could make it and he's a perennial. So um you know, I would make a case for Zeke only because I think his season this year was kind of about what I believe the Pro Bowl should be about. I mean, the man's been I a hear- warrior. He, he never left the field when he could very easily have missed four games. These other guys are coming and going, not Zeke. He is in there fighting for his team. And there's a lot of value in that on this team because Tony is not, Tony is explosive. He's a, he's a fine running back, but he's not the complete back Zeke is. This team needs Zeke, he's a bit of a backbone guy. And he never left the field. And I think that's Pro Bowl worthy. Just the warrior nature
4: of 21.
2: Pro Bowl's about production. I think MVP, a team MVP would be more
4: about that. Steve Steve is wrong, but that's okay. Let's talk about the guys that are shoe-ins. You know, as we only got a few minutes left. Okay. You know, we, we can argue about Zeke. You know, we don't know if, I mean, if Zeke doesn't make it, it won't be an injustice. That's right. all I'm saying. I agree with you. It that. won't be an yeah. injustice. Right. You know, if right. he makes it fine, no I one thought one I was going to have about to make
1: it. a fighting case. No, no. you know, you guys you don't, both haven't made it. Now, we,
4: I mean, again, limited options, but again, I think Leonard Fournette makes it over Zeke. Uh, but let's talk about the guys, Michael, rookie, Pro Bowl, you know. Diggs, Pro Bowl. Unbelievable. You know, certainly Zach Martin, the steady guy on the line, another Pro Bowl. Every time he plays a full season, he makes the Pro Bowl.
3: Yeah, with Micah, he'd be the fourth defensive rookie on this franchise ever to do this.
4: Um, and the, then and the, and the, the last one that did it, you know, we hopefully won't be the decline like the last one. Leighton
3: Van Der Esch was the third
4: in 2018. <laughs>
3: but... I think it's even more impressive because he didn't play football last year. It's crazy. It's crazy that he opted out, he worked out on his own in LA. He comes into the NFL and he just he just dominates.
4: It's crazy. And then let's let's extrapolate that because not just pro bowl first team out pro for him and Diggs. You would think so. Yeah. You know, the Pro Very Bowl possible. today, end of the season, those two guys are first-team out Pro. Diggs is a shoot-in first-team out Pro. You would think and so, even yeah.
2: though it seems like such a given that some of these guys are going to make it, we still have to remember that a year ago the Cowboys had zero Pro Bowlers, which is Pro Bowl is not the number one goal you want, but it is a reflection of the type of talent you have and the way the talent is being used. And then you also, not only did you have n- no Pro Bowlers on either side of the ball, you had this awful defense that was losing games, yeah. and now they're winning games for this team. And, wow. and
4: sadly, and this is sadly, there's a time when we talked about Dak Prescott being MVP.
2: Yeah, and now he's not we're not make the Pro Bowl.
4: Now we're not even talking about being him one of the two or three quarterbacks that that get picked for the Pro Bowl.
1: No, he just he just had a stretch where he hasn't played up to his. I favorite. know. I'm just
4: saying though, but that's a, that that's just a reflection of what's going on. Right. And and you're and, saying the same and, and, thing by the way. And you're saying that no, I think Murray's still going. to get think that set. And you're saying, maybe? but the fact I'm that you the um, fact that you're saying that they're playing possible. And Dak went from M V P to not even on the, I don't think Dak's playing possum. I think they're playing. Possum. <laughs> I don't think I there's know. no way there's no way Dak's look at his numbers. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna play possum. I'm gonna, you know, put up some average hey. numbers for five straight weeks. Quick comment
1: uh, before we go to your C D question. The thing that amazes me about Micah, and, and it's everything for all of us. But when's the last time a player showed up in Dallas and you can't say a single bad thing about him? going to week 16 i mean he's a rookie you know usually you'd say oh yeah he's great this blah blah and then you go yeah but there is no but with this guy he he has not really had anything that gives you pause that doesn't reflect greatness if there is i missed it
2: what's funny is that i have not had anything to complain about but you have because do you remember? The oh one?
1: yeah, when he played with social media. I'm talking about as a, as
4: a football.
3: player. Uh, Zeke, we Zeke didn't, in, 2016 we, we in
4: 2016. We have any questions about Zeke as a football player in 2016? He, he was. Yeah, we he was didn't have the questions about Zach Martin as a football player as a rookie. That's a different situation. No, though. it's not. You I think. Well, you're talking night.
3: about how splashy he is, too. Okay, just, but I mean, just, Zach
4: Martin was splashy. He just you know, did pancake splashy? He it's all, was, yeah, it's a hard position. He was
1: splashy.
2: Sunshine. <laughs> Pumpers and Pancake Splashy. might That's be the title of the about.
1: show. I mean, yeah, that, I like that play it. on Galladay w- was off the charts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The closing speed. Now, now, not to understand where you need to be, but to get there. That that was a touchdown. They were going to take the lead but
2: there. But to understand, too, because when we asked Mike about this play today, he was like, look, I think you need common sense when you play football. If a guy's running unguarded, you got to go after him. And obviously, we all agree with that. But there are just so many times, especially last year, that this defense let guys go off like that.
1: Yeah, it was just Okay, back to your CD question. You got Cup, you've got Godwin, you've got Devontae Adams, you've got Jefferson. You're out of spots. Yeah. hard. That's How hard. many
2: receivers do you get?
1: <laughs> I think four. I don't know. Hell, who pays attention to the Pro Bowl? Watch Either the way. show at seven, they'll, <laughs> they'll tell you. But I think it's four. Isn't it chill? Four wide receivers from the NFC? I
4: think it's three. But and it, then they add somebody or whatever. Maybe it's four. It, yeah. It's you know, yeah. I think it's first team and second team. I guess you get get four. Yeah. Two, but you know, they, it's going to be two running backs. What about the punter? Off. Does the
1: punter have any? The chance? punter
4: may make it. I yeah, haven't, looked haven't looked at the statistically? rankings. Is he in the first
1: in there? He's way up there. Yeah, yeah, he's had a hell of a year. He he could be a special teamer to make it. He could. Uh, what about? I mean, any any other. Possibility. I think Kerr.
3: I think Kerr should get more attention for this.
1: But you don't I, think he'll make.
3: It. I think yeah. it's. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. But the fact that he never comes off the field, and he has been so vital, even if the stats don't always show it, to the biggest turnaround on defense any team has had in the league. Yeah. I think, I the, think problem is, is just like, I the problem is the here yeah.
4: is that he came from nowhere, so he had no, no name recognition. Yeah, there's not a resume there. I get. Yeah. It. And but, so he'll get his love next year. If he continues to up, sub- because there's no name recognition this year to get Pro Bowl. Yeah.
1: All right, we've only got a few more minutes here. Um, again, I told you what I thought of this weekend watching football. It was a disaster. Uh, I don't. There's a lot of distractions, a lot of things happening across the league. Uh, I commend them for doing what they could, but I will say this: Is anybody else tired of watching Washington play football? We had to watch them last night. We had to watch them last week. Now we got to watch them again Sunday night. That team is tough to watch. we got to watch them again. With maybe Garrett Gilbert.
2: Ah, That'd be fun.
1: At quarterback. Ah, Heineke or Allen will be back, right? You think they will? I think
2: yeah. One
3: will clear protocol. How do you think
1: Gilbert did last night?
3: Pretty damn good for the fact that they said on the broadcast that he was giving his baby a bath <laughs> when they called and said, hey,
1: get up here. Yeah. So He goes, what? For what? What do you, what do you mean, get up here? <laughs> uh, just fresh off of the practice squad of New England?
2: Yeah, I think yeah. so.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm happy for him. Yeah. Did you get? You guys have relationships with him? Is he a good dude, Garrett?
2: Not close. I mean, the the, uh, the, the problem
4: is it was all doing COVID, so you yeah. couldn't
3: have a he real couldn't relationship. I've barely seen him in person.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was rooting for him because of his cowboy time here, I guess. But, man, we got to watch this team again. I'm so done with the Washington football team, and they're not going to make the playoffs now. The Eagles showed you last night that they're just a little notch better. With all the injuries that Washington has struggled with, uh, anyway, wanted to say that we, you guys, get to watch him again up close on Sunday. Enjoy that. Also,
2: that it's a night game. Like
1: you guys will be dozing in the second quarter. Clarence,
2: Clarence
1: dozes. Does he snore when he dozes? <sighs> uh, any Christmas thoughts before we say goodbye tonight? Any anybody have a Christmas thought they'd like to throw out there? Anything you want me to sing again? I Go, will. Please I, do. No, I won't. Go but, ahead. But I could. Clarence can't see Any holiday thoughts, Jory? Not Christmas. Well,
2: a bunch of the players were asked their favorite gifts. And I want to say, who was it that said he got a bunch of remote-controlled cars and he was really excited when he got the one that you could crash and it still keeps driving? That was Amari. Amari, yeah. Yeah. CD said he got a lot of Christmas gifts growing up. His favorite were the cool gray 11s, the Jordans that he got a few years ago. And then Dak gave them to him again this year.
1: That's interesting.
2: The more you know.
4: What was your favorite <laughs> present growing up, Chill? You know, um, I, I was, just want one. I don't want
1: you to say, "Well, there were so many. It could have been that, or could have been." I, I was
4: into the racetracks. You know, oh. yeah, they used to come down and play with, the, you know, the, the racetracks, and you know, you know, put them together and putting stickers on them and racing your cars all Are the they, you loop the, tra- the loops and everything else. Do
2: we have any pictures of baby Clarence playing with the racetrack? I
4: d- do not. Do That's not. That's a shame. Somewhere, That's somewhere shame. in Mama's house. Baby Clarence.
1: That should be a sitcom. What uh, (laughs) Like
2: Baby Sheldon or whatever it's called.
1: (laughs) Rob, you? Favorite favorite gift? Batman stuff, man. Oh, you're a Batman guy? Oh,
3: yeah. The Batmobile, all that stuff. Me
1: too. Yeah, hell yeah. You know what my favorite present was? I was 11 years old and my mom got me a radio. And I earphoned every night. And that's how I became the huge music fan that I am today. I name... I can name you the top forty of nineteen seventy one, seventy two, seventy three. Please do I just listen to music, baby. Uh, that's my favorite present. Uh, your your favorite Hanukkah gift
2: over the years? No, that's a good question. One one I remember getting. I don't know if it was birthday or Hanukkah or what, but I got this like Lisa Frank, which is a super rainbow stationery themed uh, notebook journal situation, ah. and like decided I was going to write a book when I was like eight. And then wrote this story. It was not very exciting, and ha- and then I, I had no drama. But I still have the rainbow colored pages, and there's like probably twelve words per page, but it's like an hundred page story. That's cool.
1: That's cool. You dreamed of writing a book when you were eight, and you did it when you were like twenty four.
2: <laughs> Roughly.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Not bad. I always knew not not I was going to be a. I always wanted to be a big mouth on TV. I, I I didn't. I wasn't successful at it, but I did it. What about you, Clarence? Was your dream to?
4: You know, I always say that um, sometimes dreams always don't end like you want them to, but they end like they should. You know, I dreamed of, you know, being Tony Dorsett. Ooh.
1: No, you didn't and have the have a hand it for it. It's
4: not the point, though. My point is, though, that was my dream. I mean, I I love sports, and I dreamed about being – I don't know what she said.
1: She said, and, how
4: did how's it go? It, how's it going? Well, it ended up that I'm not Tony Dorsett, but I get to work at Texas Stadium Writing about the Cowboys every yeah. Sunday. All right.
0: right, real quick.
4: So it didn't end it's up like I wanted to, but it ended up like it should have been. Uh, yeah. You, you be quiet Amen. for a minute, for for That's the sake of my dream, for the sake it's of you two.
1: No, no, because I'm, I'm gonna tell him something. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him something about your dream. You guys have to we have know a this dream
2: interpreter. It every was day.
1: 1999, <laughs> and we had a huge Miller Lite flag football game. The broadcasters versus the writers.
2: I was trying to say we should in do that again. Training
1: camp. It was a big deal. I was the coach of the broadcasters. He was the coach of the writers. We held news conferences. We really made this a big That's deal. Amazing. And this one kept telling us how bad he was gonna torch us. He kept for two weeks <laughs> we're <laughs> hearing, I'm gonna smoke you guy, and we're laughing at him. And when that game started, you should have seen this guy in action. He was awesome until his hamstring went, and he went face first. <laughs> oh in the, no! But he goes 80 yards for a touchdown, untouched with ridiculous speed. Kind of Dorsett. And we're going, oh my god! And then he got the ball again. Bam! He goes again. All of us are going. He said he would do it. And look <laughs> at him! And then we got Babe Laufenberg do and you? Moose on our team, and they ran a little wheel route and beat him. But it was beautiful. <laughs> Uh,
2: Clarence, I'm proud of you.
1: He was awesome. He really was. He was awesome. You going
4: to talk about the two years later in San Antonio when you, you had the little hot shot soccer player from Penn State? I didn't play in that
1: game because no, I had a big golf you, tournament I had to drive but you, back But home. you pumped him up. Matt Lafferty, who you, worked at you our You pumped state. him
2: he, up. He did some sunshine pumping. He, he,
1: pumped, he, he, he was pumped an All-American him up. at Penn State, and I said, wait to see this kid play, and he underperformed. No, Lafferty I, I, let us I down. killed him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and
4: I waved bye bye. <laughs>
1: hey, hey rookie, rookie was there. Rookie, that may not have been completely what true. What did you wave? But bye bye. Uh, like hey, rookie was a big <laughs> player on on the broadcast team too. Uh, all right, we got to go. We got to go. You
3: guys Clarence like ten times <laughs> that day. There, stop you, stop go. there you go. There uh, you go.
1: All right, we're gonna do it again tomorrow. We've got uh, Maschota. And Nick Eatman. And we may just have a threesome tomorrow for the first time uh, this year on Media Mash. So check us out at 4 o'clock. Thank you guys for letting me talk Cowboys with you again. Uh, Enjoy the Washington game. You'll be snoring in the second quarter. Chill. Uh, Everybody say Merry Christmas and bye. Ready? Merry Christmas Christmas and and Happy Hanukkah
4: and goodbye. Bye.
2: That was, you. You told us to say one thing, and then we said another. I'm,
4: yeah. We, <laughs> Merry
0: Christmas, peace. There, Merry there Christmas. You, you Merry go. Christmas. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!